0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields. And with me, as always, my right-hand man, Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Ashley Grimes, cannabis nurse. Ashley, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: So take us on that journey. Was there a certain part throughout your experience and your background where you realized you wanted to be in cannabis? Was it something you read? Was there an experience you had? Can you kind of share some more of those details? So
1: my husband is actually a cannabis patient and has consumed cannabis since I've known him, but really he was self-medicating. So I, I wanted to learn more about it at some point and I decided to do some research. And when I discovered the endocannabinoid system, I was like, wait a minute, how am I a whole nurse and don't know about this whole bodily function? Like this does not make any sense
0: take us through like what the stigma is like in Maryland and and kind of moving towards cannabis as your preferred practice.
1: So when I first started this three years ago, it's very different than how it is today. Our medical program has evolved quite a bit. The general public is pretty aware that there is a medical program here now. The nursing industry is becoming more and more involved. So to answer your question. In the beginning, everybody was like, girl, what you doing? And then now as time has gone on and I've like kind of honed in on my messaging, my mission, my vision, all that kind of stuff, because that's what happens when you, you grow a small business. More and more people are starting to kind of understand where my perspective is as far as cannabis as medicine.
0: From a generalization standpoint, like, you know, what percentage of nurses would you say are aware of the endocannabinoid system?
1: In my interactions, most people are surprised about the fact that there is an endocannabinoid system and the nurses across the country that are part of organizations that I'm affiliated with. um, I would guess about maybe 2000 across the country. And that doesn't even that's probably like 5% of nurses because there's millions of us.
0: So kind of expanding into that, if there only was a training course that kind of provided the resources, Ashley, you kind of share some details about that. Yeah.
1: Um, so like I said, the the training course was developed just out of my my need to organize and and frame it in a way that made sense to me. So that's what I did. But it goes through some of the history related to to cannabis, you know, because it does have a long history and the United States has its very intimate ties with the plant which has led us through this prohibition and up until now. And it talks about the endocannabinoid system. It's, it's still very basic. There's more information out there, but you know it's just enough so um, the nurse can implement cannabis into their personal practice. We talk about plant genetics. So the terpenes, the cannabinoids. Uh, We talk about uh, methods of dosing and considerations for that and understanding that it it is a patient-driven practice, which is something that nurses are very uncomfortable with because of the way our healthcare system works. And just, you know, it's it's a lot of stuff embedded in it.
0: From an educational level, can you kind of take us through who the the training program was created for?
1: It's created for the nurse who um, is just interested in learning about the plant. So ideally though, The training course is intended for um, hospitals. So if a nurse was sitting in orientation or something like that, it would be part of their training. Do
0: you get pushback? Obviously, you know, cannabis is still kind of new, specifically here in the East Coast. There's gotta be some doctors or nurses who are like, "Ah, actually, cannabis, are you kidding? What's that like?
1: So part of the evolution of me and my business has been around just being able to accept that people are where they are you know, and if you're not really ready to hear what it is that I have to say, and a lot of people aren't, I'm okay with it. But, you know, at least I'll be able to plant the seed. I've started the conversation. And when you are ready to hear it, you'll remember that Cannabis Nursing Solutions exists. Ashley was the one who told you that and you'll come back. And it's happened a lot.
0: <laughs> kind of switching gears a little bit. Let's talk about some of these conferences. Uh, I've seen you pretty active in the, in the speaker circuits, and I'd love to kind of hear some of the topics you've been discussing and any any ideas that are really at the forefront of your mind
1: whatever is relevant to me at that time like i am so okay with just talking about whatever is on my mind and again it goes back to like just kind of building you know who i am and what it is that i'm trying to communicate so at this stage in the game is it's an acknowledgement of nurses in the space is the an acknowledgement of underrepresented populations um, black and brown women in the space is an acknowledgement of, you know, the endocannabinoid system for nurses. So those are the the things that kind of stand out to me right now and, you know, just understanding the the system of healthcare and how it fits into the entire construct of our society and just kind of making that relevant to people and understanding like, you know, where this plan is going.
0: If I'm, let's say, open to cannabis medicine, right, but my doctor is not really interested or isn't going to prescribe that to me, is it on the patient then to kind of ask the doctor for guidance or do you need to go seek out a specific doctor that specializes in cannabis medicine in order to be afforded, let's say, that as an option to kind of suit a need?
1: Yeah, technically it is. It's up to the patient to advocate for themselves. And back to the original point, a lot of times patients don't have the confidence to, you know, suggest this thing for their doctor because of the stigma, because the doctor is considered God in a sense. So, um, you know, now the patient is sitting there thinking or considering or doing something without any, any guidance or support, um, or even the proper education, the cannabis culture is real. And the information that spread amongst culture, the culture isn't always hundred percent accurate.
0: Ashley, for those people who are, let's say, interested or intrigued, but don't know any information or not really sure about what is, let's say, the minimal line of information to know, what would you share with them as someone who's interested in kind of approaching cannabis as a medicine for the first time with their doctor?
1: Um, I generally suggest that when they talk about it with their doctor, they ask their doctor the question, what is an endocannabinoid system?
0: I saw that you wrote a book and I'd love to kind of hear more about that. Can you kind of share some details?
1: Yeah. So it's a children's book, actually. It's called Asa's Medicine, and it was inspired by my work in Maryland. We have a bill here that allows medical cannabis in schools. It passed in early 2020. So anyway, the children's book touches on all of that in like 20 pages, (laughs) But um, just very simple terms, colorful graphics about a child who goes to school and some other child comes up to him and says, oh, my gosh, you're taking medical marijuana. And they briefly touch on the stigma. You, you kind of see that the teacher's response. Him and the school nurse come and teach the class about cannabis and um, just a couple of sentences. And that's pretty much it. And the child's name is Asa. And he comes home and he's proud because he taught the class something new.
0: So slightly switching gears, heroes (laughs) or mentors in the cannabis space. I think everyone, as they kind of go through their career, always has one person that's made a massive difference to help change them or help get them to where they were. Is there anyone in your life, Ashley, that's made a substantial difference that you can kind of share a story about?
1: Um, I'll stick with, I guess, the simplest and most obvious person. That would be my husband.
0: Since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, the biggest misconception.
1: That I smoke weed all day. Yeah. Is You know, I have and I do occasionally. Um, I microdose. No, I'm not high right now. And you probably won't see me high unless I, I decide to overindulge, but I probably won't. It's all about intentional use and consumption for me.
0: All about it. Mm-hmm. You could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on the next generation. What would it be?
1: Continue evolving. Don't be okay with the status quo. Don't be okay with the way that things are handed to you today, because the way that they're handed to you today is based on the circumstances of today. So whatever it is that you have going for you in the future, make it into your own world, evolve it, create it, make it grow.
0: All right. Prediction time. What would you change today so that in five years, in 2026, would help Healthcare providers understand the massive benefits of medical cannabis.
1: Nursing programs would have a cannabis topic embedded in their med surge program or something. I don't know. Some sort of education is already infused in in our nurse training.
0: For those who want to learn more, they want to get in touch. Where can they reach you?
1: Um, CannabisNursingSolutionsLLC.com. And you can email me at uh, gratitude at CannabisNursingSolutionsLLC.com.
0: Awesome. And we'll link it up in the show notes. And everyone who has a young child out there, go buy Ashley's book. We'll link it in the show notes also. Thanks for your time, Ashley.
1: Thank you.